Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hey there, welcome back to our latest episode. So today we're going to be talking about breakups. Um, there has been a lot of popularity in our first episode about dating. So we wanted to kind of show the other side about breakups. So we're going to talk about um, our hardest breakups, not only with significant others, but also with friends. Um, let's go a little bit about compatibility and love languages, and then how we know that it's the right time for us to break up. Then we're going to talk about how to deal with breakups and what we did to get over them. And then last but not least, we're going to refer to how relationships tie back into our own ideas of what people our age are looking for in a partner and our own self-ideas of self-worth. So I'll have Rosa start first to talk about her hardest breakups. Rosa, uh, what are they? <sighs> okay, so it's very interesting because I think that relationships have cycles and they come and go, right? I really don't think of anything as forever as much as I'm not romantic. So that is to say that as much as I love, would love to stay with someone forever because that's how I want my, my Pisces things, I also know that nothing mostly is forever, right? We are born alone and we're going to die that way. So with that, with, with that said, my my first breakup was uh, I dated someone for six years. Um, that person was an amazing person, and I really, really loved him. And I still do in a different way. But we broke up because we kind of outgrew each other, right? The the usual, we were high school sweethearts, and then we went to college, and, and we did our college together. But afterwards, I wanted to move to New York and I wanted to do different things and he wanted to stay behind and a lot of things happened so we decided to call it quits and to be honest I wasn't really that broken up about it because I was so excited about moving to New York and yes I was gonna miss him but it was a long time coming so that was my first breakup and then in like my latest breakup was I was dating someone here in Paris for like five months and it was kind of I would say like a hot and cold relationship, a little bit intense relationship. And I think it was hard because from the very beginning, I knew we weren't really compatible. And I just kept waiting for the time that we were going to become compatible and it just never happened. And I think that that's also really hard, like, because I always done the breaking up and it really sucks that, I mean, I shouldn't say it that like this way, but it's just hard to break up with someone when it, there hasn't been something that is absolutely a no, right? Like, obviously, if you're cheated on or or something happens that they cross a boundary, obviously, you just break up with them there and then, you know? But if you're, if you're just, you know, like, seeing that maybe in the, it's not really working out, but it's kind of like a feeling, you know, a gut feeling, it's not really like an actual something happened, then it's really hard to let go because you're kind of, going to sunk opportunity cost uh, issue of, okay, well, I already gave it so much time, so maybe 
in if I give it a little more time, then things will get better. So that's the really dichotomy of everything that sometimes something really bad happens and you just break up. So, but that has never happened to me. I have just felt it off and, and that's why I've broken up. And just to make that decision has really caused me a lot of strife and it has taken me a while to get there. What about you, Emily? Yeah, Rosa. So for some background, um, I've broken up in terms of significant others twice. Both of them were in, you know, semi-serious relationships. Uh, my first one was back in college. We dated for, I think, six months. So it wasn't really that long either. But because we were long distance, I think with that disconnect, and for me, we could talk a little bit about love languages later. My love language is like words of affirmation and physical touch. Um, so because there was that kind of disconnect, it really was hard during the times we saw to we were together um, to really find that connection. And my second breakup was a bit more recently. It, it was a year ago um, and we dated for, I think, eight or nine months. And I think that one was more of a compatibility to your point, Rosa, when you mentioned that sometimes you just kind of play along with it and see how it goes, even though kind of the gut feeling says that, you know, this might not be the right relationship. That's how I was. I just kept going because it was comfortable. But I think deep down, I knew that it wasn't going to last. Um, so those were my two main ones. So let's talk about like, how do we know it was the right time for us to break up with this significant other? Like Rosa, when did you know that was the time to bring it up or have that conversation? I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I had always been very goal-driven and I always had made plans with myself and now some the whoever is next to me, which is actually something that I'm working on because it's good to build something with someone together. But um I always make plans and for example, I will say, Oh, I'm planning to do this, like for example, for in my first really long relationship, like serious relationship, I will say things like, Oh, I wanna go to grad school and I wanna do this and then the person will instead of like trying to, you know, get you excited for your next goal, they would just keep quiet, right? So it was kind of weird vibes, you know, like, oh, okay, well, it seems that you, that you're not really comfortable talking about this subject. Why is it? Why do you not want to talk about the future, right? And that's when we realized that we had different goals. And that's why we kind of uh, went our different ways. But also, like, I can be, for example, if you are, especially when you're dating out there, because dating sucks, as we said, if you give someone one, two, three dates and that person still doesn't know that they want to be with you, then, you know, I think cut your losses because it's not, it's not fair to give so much to someone that it's not really there for you, right? I think a lot of times uh, some of us fall into this, oh, I really hope they like me. But it's not, it shouldn't be that way. You should try a day with, oh, I really hope I like him. You know what I mean? Like we make ourselves, we even change sometimes a little to be liked by this person. But that shouldn't be necessarily be the case, right? So I think once you really feel that the, that the relationship is not going anywhere, even if you just don't like them, you know, like I, my latest breakup, I went on dates with this person and I'm just like, wow, this person is boring. Like I went on a trip with him and it was just like a very negative person. Like 
not to say, but like, I mean, sometimes like I know that as Americans are like, everything is awesome. And we're all like, you know, too like, oh my God, I love everything. But French people sometimes like, because everything for them is just pas mal. Like they don't even say, oh, this is great. They just say, ah, it's not bad. Everything is not bad. Like he was, he's, his negativity was getting to me, you know, like he was literally raining on my parade. So I feel like if you find that you're incompatible, if you have different goals for the future, if you you feel like this person is really affecting your vibes, kind of taking away from you instead of building you, then Mm -hmm. it is time to let go. What about you, Emily? When do you kick them to the curb? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, before I start, so a quick question. So was there kind of um, a little bit of a how do I say a pause between like when you knew you wanted to break up and when you actually had that conversation with the other person, like, did you actually take time to consider it? Or did you, once you made that thought in your head, you were like, okay, like let's talk like the next day. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, okay. Bear with me, but I'm a Pisces baby and I love love. You know, I am, I love love. Like I am, I'm always rooting for love. I love, I'm the kind of person that always asks people like, oh, so how do you guys end it up together? You know, give me those, all of the details of your engagement. I just love love, you know? And I feel like my superpower is I can fall in love with anyone, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just, I just, I'm very loving. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, right now in this period of time, I feel like we, we're not compatible but maybe in the future we might be so then I will start reading all these freaking books about compatibility you know like I will ask him like okay can you do this quiz for me can you do this other quiz for me because I'm freaking insane like that you know I will look at the chart in the stars I will try to make freaking bend myself into a pretzel to figure out why the hell are we not compatible and then like I will you know, lash out a little bit. And then, you know, like, time will go on. I was just still day. Things don't get better. So I would try to, I give it a little bit of time, but then I usually just throw in the towel. Because I feel like when relationships require, all relationships require work. But when yeah. it's just like freaking marathon every day, when you're just like forcing it, <laughs> Mm-hmm. then just let it go baby it's better to be by yourself you know it's 2020 i'm a programmer like in the future we'll make our own man like whatever like <laughs> you know like like and my friends are always like rosa stop saying old men are trash but i'm like well like most of them are and like those that are not like they're taken like even myself like i i am very fucking realistic and you know, after a certain time, after like, you know, there's a reason why you're single. Like, I know my reason. I talk to my therapist, you know. <laughs> so, like, we have to work on ourselves, too. So that's what happens. I feel like and the problem with men is that, sadly, because of the society that we live in, and it's not like everything is not their fault. It's just that they, a lot of them don't have the tools to kind of see, well, I feel this way and acting this way. I reenact mm-hmm. the same relationship over and over again with different girls, you know? We always mm-hmm. break up for the same thing. 
but they're not they're able to some some of them are able to identify it but they don't know what to do with it you know for me i think that was one of the hardest things too so like some background i typically somehow date engineers like <laughs> that's like my preference and also just like all the past guys i've dated with were actually engineers and unfortunately i feel like most of them that i dated were not emotionally in tune with themselves and so i think there's also kind of the idea that typically women in a relationship want to become the savior in the in the way that like we oh like this guy isn't emotionally in tune with themselves we can try to fix that like we can help him tap into emotions have these conversations and hopefully later down the road they'll open up to me um and i think in my past relationships and even in my dating that's what i've tried to do like with men in my life i'm like okay like i could totally break through his wall i can totally like figure out what he's thinking um and because i have that um uh, it didn't end up working right because one that takes years and years of unlearning for for men right it takes lots and lots of commitment and i think i realized at the end it was it worth my time to commit to that? Like, I am not here to fix you. This is a mutual relationship and this is what it should be. So that's one thing. And then number two, I think a lot of it goes back down to compatibility. It's so important for me to like have someone that has very similar values um, and ideas as me and really cares. It might sound kind of cliche, but about the world and what's happening. In my previous relationship, I also felt like when I did bring up ideas about like what's happening with society, the idea that like uh, some folks are more disadvantaged over others, like just bringing in those political concepts, he didn't really seem to care about that like I would send him articles and he would pretend he didn't like read it and I'm like okay like are you really not gonna acknowledge the privilege you have so that part of it even though it was a really small conversation really really did bother me and then uh my other relationship basically what it came down to was in terms of I didn't understand his value system I think there were some things that he said but was contradictory to what he actually did and then I was like, why are you doing that when you say the other? So that was another thing that really got me confused. And last but not least, um, I also wanted to introduce the concept of love languages. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, love languages is basically different ways that you like to give or receive love. Um, and there's a few, I think there are like seven. Um, but my love language, as I mentioned before, was words of affirmation and physical touch. Um, and I felt like in my past relationships, the physical touch was like oh, up there, but words of affirmation was something that was hard for the people that I was dating to give to me. Um, they would do it through other things like acts of service, you know, like doing small tasks on the side or like gift giving, right? But like, I, for me, I need you to tell me that you like me, even though I already know, like, just say it once and I'll be fine. And so because a lot of the guys I dated were emotionally distant, um, unfortunately, I didn't receive a lot of that. And I think that's also one of the reasons um, I broke up with them. And I usually am the person that would bring it up in that conversation and mostly planned. So like, I feel like once I make that decision, once, you know, I, I give a little bit of time to like fix a relationship, talk about it, figure things out. And I know it doesn't work. I plan the time where I'm just in that conversation. I know I'm going to tell him that I'm going to break up with him. Well, just first of all, yuppies, especially now in the politi political context that we live in, are such a turnoff. 
like people that are too privileged to even see their privilege or they don't even care about politics are just you know yuck to me anyway but on that like love language i am um quality time and words of affirmation like i need to be reaffirmed all the time you know Maybe when on on my way to my altar after saying men are trash, I would still need <laughs> to make sure my husband tells me, like you know, right after he marry me, if that he loves me. Like that's amen, sister. You know, yes. I I that's how I am. But I mean, and also to be fair to us engineers, I think that the problem with us is just. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, Rosa. I was totally shitting on you too. <laughs> It's just like I, I, and I, and you know, like my therapist would say that it's just that it takes a lot to be emotional to go there. You know, it, it does take a lot. It has, it's a lot, a big task of your emotional, like EQ that we don't have. You know, we don't have mm. emotional intelligence that way. You just, and you know, like now that I'm getting older, I just like I'm more, like I'm more judgmental about people that haven't developed their emotional intelligence because bro it has been hard for me too but I have to I have done the reading I have you know like watched a lot of things on YouTube as I said I'm obsessed with YouTube like you know like I have worked make the work you know and like just to set away because of this because of what I'm saying to just how do you get over a breakup, you know? And my way of getting over a breakup is, first of all, crying my eyes out. Like, my last breakup, I literally was holed in my house for, like, three days, you know? Uh, Maria Felix, the icon of Mexican movie, a movie star, I mm-hmm. no sense for her. She said that you only cry for a man for three days. And then you put on lipstick and good shoes and you go out, right? So I that's what I do. I mourn my relationship. I cry my eyes out. I eat all the ice cream and all the stuff. I watch all the movies because I'm obsessed with movies with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then I make a plan. I write a list of things that that that, that didn't like a, a list of things that were the reason why we didn't we didn't work out right. Like, just to remind me, and I have it on my phone, and I read it every time I start missing him. And then I I start reading books. Like, I try to pour myself, okay, it's like, okay, it didn't work out. I cannot fix him, but I'm going to fix myself because I know I did this and this wrong. So I feel like every time post-breakup, that's when I'm in my most, like, creative my most I guess I guess because like I am just you know like those artists of the renaissance that are like just use their the sadness for kind of like a way of creativity but that's what I do I start reading like I have read so many books while after my breakups I have uh, watched a lot of YouTube videos I have gone to my therapist more talk to my parents actually listen to what the things that they tell me because a lot of the times I don't (laughs) and just be more aware of other people's opinion because I know that I'm very strong 
headed person. So people tell me a thousand times do not cross this street and I still cross it and get all fucked up about it. So then the next time when people tell me not to do it, I will actually listen. Maybe I will still cross the street, but this time we'll actually listen to what they have to say. That's an amazing analogy and that's hilarious. So how I deal with breakups. So for the two that I mentioned, the first breakup, I spent a weekend crying and then I got over it. So same to your point, like it wasn't three days. I think it was like one and a half where like binge movies cried my eyes out and then like I got over it. The second breakup, I actually didn't cry at all. Like I had (laughs) the next day after our breakup, I like tried to cry, you know, just to get all these emotion out and they were dry, like (laughs) nothing came out. So I was like, okay, well, you probably had this breakup a long time coming and you should have just done it early rather, but it's okay. You did it. How I got over them, um, usually with like breakups with dating and like, you know, more serious ones, there's always this phase of like self-improvement, like yeah, Emily, you're a badass. You could do whatever you want. And so that's when I end up like picking hobbies. I start reading more. I actually start exercising more. So I think like my la- after my last breakup, I've just been like doing a lot of running um, and like other routines to just to get my physical body in shape. And I think really what I learned from each breakup is the idea of setting healthy boundaries with myself in the way that like in a lot of relationships that I have with folks, when I am in that relationship, I tend to give my all. Like there's like a list, a priority list in my head and they always end up being like priority either like two or one depending on the day. And I realized that, that that really in any relationship, you should be the first priority. So yeah, that's like how I deal with them. And then eventually obviously get over it and then I, I move on. Uh, but I would say like, I don't regret being in those relationships because it taught me how to deal with my future ones. Um, So like one thing that like kind of indirectly transfers over with the idea of breaking up is this actually happened today, but I broke up with my therapist, which is like a crazy thing to say. But so this therapist, um, as I mentioned before in my, in our mental health episode, I've been seeing her for like three or four times, but I've realized that really she's not the right fit for me and so I felt guilty about you know breaking up or like ending the relationship with her because there were a lot of like back and forth issues about insurance and how to pay her um but ultimately um I was looking online and just thinking about it one of the things that an article said was that you know a therapist is not right for you if you just have a gut feeling about it And like that gut feeling that I had this morning was very similar to the gut feeling I had when I wanted to break up with my old boyfriend. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. And so I think that like gave me a red flag to say like, this is not a healthy boundary and you need to set it. And so because of that, I just sent her like a text this morning saying like, thanks for all the sessions, but I really think that like, we're not the right fit and I'm going to try to find the right therapist. Um, so like I was really proud of myself I told Rosa this she was so proud of me um that I did it and like I actually felt so relieved because it's like yeah Emily like you should ask for what you want like don't be in a state of discomfort just because you're like trying to like help the other person or you feel guilty you know you what you want and you should do it and so that's how really what I learned from my last relationship and how that transferred to like what I'm even doing now in like normal life how about you Rosa 
yeah, like to set away from what you said about, you know, not only uh, romantic relationships, but sometimes, yes, you wake up with friends, sometimes even family. And one of the many books that I read while I was, uh, when I just broke up with someone was The 48 Laws of Power. And the rule number 10, it says, infection, avoid the unhappy or the unlucky. And, you know, like back in the day, I used to be more uh, kind of uh, more mercurial and I would just, you know, be very temperamental. So when I wanted to kind of end a relationship, I crossed the bridge and then I dynamite it, you know, like I would do something so that this person would never talk to me again. Right. Like I would just end it you know like break the whole bridge down kind of person but now I have realized that there's more to just you know sometimes it's better to just bow down and leave with a little bit more crass so you still keep your dignity right like you know like mm-hmm. in there's a saying in Spanish that says uh lo Lo amable no quita lo valiente, you know, like um, the being polite doesn't mean that you're a coward. So you can still be polite mm-hmm. to the people you don't like, but doesn't mean that you, that you're about it. And what I'm trying to say is that there are people sometimes that are energy vampires and, you mm-hmm. know, like they're around you. And that's why you have to really vibrate into a higher frequency. And that's really hard to do, especially with all the things that are going on. You know, you have to, you are a summation of the five people that are closer to you. And if you see that one of those people is taking from you instead of taking and giving, because that's what all relationships are, then the best thing to do is just stop talking to them as much, you know? And, you know, and it's really interesting because... I have a lot of relationships where I was the one that was always reaching out, always talking to them, always saying, oh, how are you? You know, like the kind of relationships. I think we all had had friends that you ask them, oh, how are you? And then they go on to talk about all of their drama because a lot of these people are dramatic and have drama. And they go on to talk about something that happened like a year ago that they're still trying to deal with. And then you say five more things about yourself because they ask you, oh, what about you? And you say one thing and then they're like, oh, yeah, I feel that way because and they bring it back to themselves, you know. So they don't even care about what you have to say. They talk to you because they just want to know a little bit more of the new gossip, but they don't really care about you. They just care about, you know, like having someone to dump all of their feelings on. So that's why it's always when you have friends that, you know, are going through a lot, it's even anyone, every time you try to like rant, it's always good to ask, oh, do you have like the mental capacity to hear me out? I'm going through something because we're, especially now we're all going through things. So I think that to protect your spirit, it's always good to just let go of those people. And when to let go of people, you don't even have to, you know, you don't have to be like those people that go in Instagram that I'm like, oh, I'm going to unfollow you. Just freaking unfollow. You don't have to tell them out loud, you know, just... <laughs> Do not talk to them anymore. And I bet you they're not even going to reach out because those people are just, you know, feeding on you. So they don't really care. You know, they, they, your, your conversation is not really that important to them. So if you don't reach out, they're not going to reach out. Like that has happened to me so many times. 
I have stopped being the one to reach out and I have never talked to this person again. Or I had like, you know, 10 years, like, like months later. And the time that they reach out was to ask me for a favor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that happens. So protect your spirit. Avoid those unhappy people. (laughs) I definitely agree. I think like, I'm trying to think back when I was growing up, if there were people like that in my life and like luckily in my relationships unfortunately that has happened but with my friends I think I've steered clear away from people that like give me bad energy um I don't think like I'm lucky enough to have been in situations where like all my friends like really care about me and like when we do reach out it's really mutual and we do like to connect I've also had instances like friends of friends they tell me these stories you know it's it's kind of hard too when that friend that you have is has all these great qualities about them but sometimes like you become like codependent on them and so that's also an issue right because you don't know where those boundaries are maybe you've known each other for like a very very long amount of time and there's no way of really like trying to like get out of that relationship because you've known each other for so long yeah I mean I really like the fact that you brought up boundaries because I think a lot of the problems with breakups is about boundaries I think most the the core of breaking up regardless of what kind of relationship it is is that there's a boundary that is past you know that is crossed and obviously the other person was unhappy about it and that's why communication is very important right especially with friends that sometimes you know we kind of joke around and do you know play the fool if sometimes someone bothers you it's always good to tell them what what they did that you think is wrong but then there are times that People have crossed your boundary that is just beyond repair, you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe a friend cheating on you with, I mean, like your boyfriend cheating on you with a friend, like that's something that is hard to forgive, you know, because like, it's just a clear boundary. And I also try to stir clear from people that I feel like do not have the same moral compass as I mean, that's me, you know? I love Immanuel Kant. He's one of my favorite philosophers, if there's such thing. And, you know, like he talks about categorical uh, imperatives and that there's no such thing as, you know, making exceptions because a lot of people make exceptions. Like there's this um, kind of story of Native, um, this Native American story. And it goes like this. So there's a snake that is dying because it's really, really cold. And, you know, they're reptiles. So this person finds him, finds the snake, and he's like, I don't want the snake to die. Let me make him warm. So he grabs the snake and puts him, puts the snake near his heart, and then he falls asleep trying to warm up the snake. When the snake wakes, wakes up on the next day, it's warm and cozy. And the first thing he does is bite the man and bit his heart, like where his heart is, and the man dies. And you're like shocked by this story, obviously. But the main takeaway from this story is that it's not the fault of the snake because the snake did what snakes do, right? So it is up to you to protect yourself, to protect your heart from the snakes. So you just have to be careful. Damn, we call people snakes now, Rosa? (laughs) Not necessarily, but you know. It's kind of like a like 
uh, moraleja de la historia. I don't know how to say it. It's just Morals. a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like a fable, but it yeah. tells you about, I mean, like, like my grandma says, people are not against you, but they're for themselves. Mm -hmm. So you just have to protect your spirit. And that's why it's good to have clear boundaries And it's good to break up when those boundaries are crossed. Because I think that we have spoke about the the breakups that we have had and how do we get over them, right? But I feel like a lot of people don't even get there, you know? Because for them, breaking up is just a concept that they just can't do. Mm -hmm. Like, they never think about breaking up as a solution. And that's why... I really think that the most important thing is to be really good with yourself, to be okay with being alone. Like, even if, for example, you have, like, for example, I have moved so much that sometimes, like, like in Paris, it's not like I have 20 billion friends, you know? Like, I don't have that many friends in Paris, but the, the friends that I have are good friends, you know? Like, sometimes we fall in this trap of, like, wanting to have such a good social life and wanting to always have things to do that we kind of mm -hmm. fall into this trap of like just allowing anyone at your door so that's why it's good to have hobbies and like be very culture in yourself because then you can have fun on your own you don't need anyone else yeah I agree with that and I also feel like as I'm going older I just have less patience for people um like I luckily have a, a good friend base where like I've known them for like five plus years and we're like really tight It's that tight is a word that you know only millennials use and Gen Z uses in different form. Anyway, I'm I'm ranting, but basically, like I know who my people are, and I feel like yeah, it'll be great if I meet new folks. But I, if I feel like I'm not being reciprocated the same amount of effort, I'm not gonna try because like I don't really need to. And so I think this really segues nicely into talking about how relationships tie back into our own ideas of what people our age are looking for in a partner or friends and our own ideas of self-worth. What Rosa mentioned about breaking up as the last option, I think it, it becomes the last option for some people because it really ties back to your idea of self-worth. You don't think that you're worthy to be either like independent or with a better person. And so the other alternative is like, yeah, I'll just continue in this relationship. And unfortunately, I've heard a lot of stories where relationships do end that way right they spend two three four six years with a partner and it's not until that last year then they realize that oh it is uh the right time to break up we need to do this and unfortunately you've wasted so many years of your life with this person because a you think it's comfortable or b like you couldn't think of a better option for yourself and so i like in my own journey i think right now i'm realizing and recognizing the importance of my own self-worth and just knowing that like I don't need to be with you to feel this way I could feel this way for myself and I think that's a very very powerful thing how does that tie back to your idea of self-worth yeah I think that you put up with more things if you don't think highly of yourself you know like it's hard I mean you I mean for example I go through cycles like that I think that the biggest most wonderful person that ever walked this planet that if I could clone myself and walk into a field of sunflowers and run to myself into my own arms I would and then I have periods that are like I am literally the worst person that ever walked this planet so 
because of that is very interesting because I go, I mean, before I used to go more back and forth. Now I'm trying to find more of a, you know, medium. But because I used to go a lot of this back and forth about my feelings, when I used to have, I'm in my lowest points, I used to surround myself with people that are alike because misery likes company, right? So you want to be that person that attracts light. And if you do, then you have to surround yourself with those who do. And you have to let go of those who don't. And it's as simple as that, but at the same time, it's so terribly hard. Because you think that you, when you're in a low point, you think you do not deserve happiness. And that's such a hard, tough process to break through, right? It's just like you think that everybody else deserves it but you. And you have to work a lot on yourself to just pass that point right past the point of just okay I'm uncomfortable in my skin uncomfortable who I am how I present myself to others then you can start looking at like looking ahead and you know and noticing oh well this person is kind of cute maybe I want to start a relationship with them but I think it's important to to work on yourself and I'm not saying that you have to like be a hundred percent like totally like in love with yourself before you start dating because it is a work in progress you know sometimes like I said you go up and down like me you know so just keep working on yourself I mean I feel like it's a journey nothing nothing is finished you know you just keep working definitely Mm -hmm. and I think also a partner or a friend or a loved one they should be the ones that uplift you and be able to like tailor to your strengths, right? But also acknowledge your weaknesses and work through them with you. Like obviously they're not your therapist, you know, they're not your like life coach, but at the same time, they should be welcoming to all aspects of you. Like you, in any relationship that you have, you shouldn't feel like you're holding pieces of yourself back because then that's just a fake version of you that you want to show to your partner, right? Um, So yeah, I just wanted to bring that in. Like that's so important, like, you in any relationship a relationship should be feel comfortable it should be seamless of course like there are ups and downs but at the end you know that you care for the other person and they care for you mutually of course in any relationship there might be uh, times where like you might like the person more they might like you more but you should always be on even ground i agree a hundred percent you should always be on even ground they should always lift you up right and that's the thing like Mm -hmm. a relationship like the person that you pick to be your partner I think it's one if not the biggest decision of your life because that's a person that is gonna build something with you and mm-hmm. also like who your partner is that's a lot about yourself you know there's a lot of people like especially like acquaintances in my old jobs especially a city bank or like that you know used to speak ill about their husbands or significant others and I used to always think about why because you pick this racist person, <laughs> you know, like what does it say about you if you are dealing with this person who is chauvinistic, sexist, uh, what's it called? Like racist, mm-hmm. like, you know, like who are you like to, because I feel like a lot of people, there's a lot of relationships like that, you know, that one of the other puts the, put down the other, you know, feels better. Yeah. But it's like, it says a lot about you, like who your partner is. That's mm-hmm. that's a big decision. So mm-hmm. you should think about it that way too. 
Like, this mm-hmm. person represents me because I picked them. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, we take forever to pick new shoes. So <laughs> imagine a partner. I'm just saying. Because if not, if it takes you a while, and also I think that um, just to, you know, tie it up to the end, before even, like, going to break up, I think that one of the reasons why, for me especially, the reason why I had a lot of breakups is because I was really bad at seeing compatibility before in the dating stages. I was so riding high on my love bug that I never realized what that person was actually like. Because like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I am in love with love. So I fall hard for anyone. And then I'm just like, you know, two days later, like a month later, that person does something to me that is like, or something just and throws me off completely because I I really like put my friends and my family and my significant other in a pedestal. So then they do something and it just completely turns me off and I'm like, okay, I can never see you again. Like I can never see you like I used to see you again, which is also bad. But it's like, you know, like that's why you should bet your partners better. Try to, you know, take it longer for you to be like okay is this person like a good fit for me or is it just because i feel lonely like that mean mm. like do i want a boyfriend or do i just want a back rub and some sex like you know <laughs> like what do you want like <laughs> so you just have to be very conscious of that of your decision making process i mean obviously maybe you that person is amazing at the beginning and then you still break up but I think for me a lot of that happened is because I wasn't really good at betting my my partners so yeah that's also mm-hmm. important yeah that comes with dating too I feel like once coughing season comes all bets are off <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening in um you definitely got a a lot of raw feelings here and emotions um, but we were able to talk about really our hardest breakups how we dealt with them and then our ideas of self-worth so if you have any breakups that you want to share with us or really interesting stories please send them our way we would totally love to highlight them in our next episode and so with that we'll see you next time bye bye <laughs>